In the parasha, the Torah talks about Moshe Rabbeinu refers to the Jews going into Golos. Moshe predicts that the Yidin will worship idols and they'll end up in Golos amongst other nations. You'll be start worshiping idols there as well. And then you will search for the Eibishter. You'll find them. So that's one thing. He says that Yidin will do tshuva in the end. In the end, Yidin will regret their, their, their actions and they will try to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then it says another pasuk, at the time when you'll experience great distress, and all the terrible things that I predict for you will, be, will befall you, in the end of days, then again, you'll return to Hashem. So Moshe says two things. In the first pasuk, he says, you will search Hashem and you will, you will find Him because you will search Him with all your heart and soul. Then he says again, but when you will be in distress, then you will uh, return to Hashem. So he said these are two targets of tshuva. There's a time when a person does tshuva because they truly, genuinely feel this desire to reconnect with the Ebershter. And the Shama is a Neshama Achilakalaka and he wants to connect with the Ebershter. When a person dawns on the person that he has severed himself from the source of life, he feels a genuine tug, a desire to want to come back and to reunite with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's, it's the, the, the impetus for this desire for reunification with Hashem comes from the Neshama itself, the etzim desire to want to connect and not to be separated. That's the ultimate darg of tshuva. There's a darg of tshuva where a person is not ready to feel that natural tug and desire the Neshama has to be connected to Hashem only when he experiences trouble. Sometimes when a person experiences some distress, challenges in life, trials and tribulations and so on, a person begins to feel like crushed. And that's when the person realizes, you know, you get a patch in the face and then you begin to realize, I got to do tshuva. It's not a perfect tshuva. But Moshe, the Moshe, when he says that both, both dogs of tshuva, the Abraham will accept and ultimately will bring the geula. The Rebbe discusses this duality, these two types of tshuva, and explains in another in a sicha, a remarkable uh, issue and question that arises in Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchah's tshuva discusses the mitzvah of tshuva. But later on, towards the end, in the last few prokim, the Rambam goes into a whole discussion of one of the yesoides of Amun and Yehadis, and that's the concept of Pchira Chavshis. A Yid has to have, a Yid has to believe that he has free choice to act in accordance with the Abish's will, regardless of what natural uh, character predispositions he may have. He may be a Kath son, a person who is inclined to be angry temperamentally, he may be a Balgaiva, he may be a Baltaiva. By nature, you're, some people are born differently from each other. So no one can say that I don't have the free choice to do what Hashem wants. And therefore, everyone is accountable when we choose the wrong thing. This is the Yesoit of the Rambam. Why is the Rambam discussing such a Yesoit in Yahadus that everybody has Prirachavshis? Which, as we know, the Rambam says, it's one of the Yesoitists of Amuna in Torah, that we believe that the Torah is Shaykh to everyone, and no one can say, it's not Shaykh to me, because I'm a different type of person. 
That's a Yisoyed, the Rambam should mention, Hilchas Yisoyed HaToyr, where the Rambam says himself, Yisoyed HaToyr is a part of his work, which is reserved for the foundations of Yiddishkeit. Pchirchavsh is one of the foundations of Yiddishkeit. There's nothing to do with Tshuva. What does that do with Tshuva? Hilchas Tshuva is designated for the laws of Tshuva. Why is the Rambam mentioning this Yisoyed of Yiddishkeit Bechlal, that we have the choice, Pchirchavsh is in the Hilchas Tshuva? And the Rebbe says a remarkable thing. Pchirchavsh is as we learn in Chesidus, is not only that I'm not bound by my nature, but my predisposition, by innate predispositions. Predisposition means that when I do something right, I do a mitzvah and I serve Hashem, I have the ability to do it not because of an ulterior motive, but I'm doing it because I choose. Predisposition means that the predisposition is it is free of any ulterior and exterior um, stimulations it is strictly based on the fact that as a Jew I want to do Hashem's will a Jew is connected to Hashem and wants to do Hashem's will that is the ultimate meaning of Pchirah Chavshis Pchirah is not only that you don't do something bad but even the things that you do right the good things that a Jew is able to do them from the etzema nefesh from the depth of his neshama which desires to be close to Hashem and not for ulterior motives he, he does it because of because you have the ability to choose Hashem because in your neshama you have you innately, the neshama innately has a desire to serve Hashem and to be close to Hashem and that's why the, the Rambam mentions this in, in Tshuva because he wants to illustrate that Tshuva the, the ultimate value of Tshuva lies when the Tshuva is done not because you have some tzoros and troubles and says, Oi, I'm on the wrong path. Hashem is, uh, you know, giving me tzoros because I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing, so let me do tshuva. The emissary tshuva is when it comes from prirachavshis, from a place in the person which is free of any other motivations. It's not because of an exterior and uh, extrinsic cause that causes you to do tshuva, but it's strictly because of you yourself and the nature of the you, the neshama, that wants to be close to Hashem. And cannot separate from Him. Says the Rebbe, this will explain a, a remarkable story in, in, in Chumash. When the brothers of Yosef come to Mitzrayim, they are, um, they meet Yosef, they don't know this is Yosef, he's the Mishnah Lamelech. And he, um, he gives them a hard time. He tells them that um, that your spies, they say, no, we're not Meraglim. And then at one point, they realize, he tells them they have to bring their brother. They realize that they, they got themselves into trouble here. And when they feel the pinch, they feel the distress, they begin to say, we're guilty. They start feeling a sense of remorse and truth of what they did to Yosef. Probably they felt that this punishment, this, the service that they were experiencing here was because of what they did to the brother Yosef. And then Reuven chimes in and says, well, didn't I tell you then, don't hurt the child in, and don't punish him, don't put him into the pit. He, I tried to save him and you didn't listen. What is the point of Reuven telling them at the moment when they're actually feeling remorse? So what is he trying to say? Yeah, you're right, you are guilty. What's the point? It's a petty, it sounds like a petty uh, uh, comment to make. 
there's no purpose. They're already doing tshuva, no? so what do you want to tell them? Yeah, you should feel guilty. I, did, I, I told you so. Says the Rebbe, no, the point of Reuven was you're doing tshuva because you feel the pinch, you feel the distress. Now that the Abish have punished you with sorrow, say, oh, you want to do tshuva. I told you then that tshuva doesn't mean when you do when, when, when things are rough. You do tshuva and you realize that this is the wrong thing. So he's encouraging them to rethink their own tshuva now. Don't do the tshuva now because you're feeling, uh, you're afraid of the punishment. Do the tshuva because, you know, delve into the depth of your neshama and find that place where the neshama be'emes doesn't want to be separate from Hashem. And that's why you want to do tshuva.